the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show is all about saving money and building up wealth over the long term. Our, our, our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the, the key to building up wealth over the long term, and which means you put away as much money as you can, and then you conservatively invest it. And that's the challenge of the day today with uh, zero interest rates and uh, just, you know, one thing after another in Washington, D.C. and uh, around the world, very unstable times, but you have to continue to save and, and build up wealth. You have to continue your savings plan at the company and just put the money away because you're, you're getting a tax deduction every time you do it. Uh, it if, if you're concerned about the markets, put it in the money market and wait for an opportunity, but, but continue putting away the money. Government's going to give you back a refund on every uh, every dollar you put in there. So they're they're, they're subsidizing your retirement. Not only that, but they're they're letting it grow tax free, uh, which is a phenomenal deal. And and uh, we've talked a lot on this show about Warren Buffett. I mean, Warren Buffett's arguably the greatest investor of all time. Warren Buffett, when he started his company, he bought an insurance company because he realized that he could he could go in there and he could. Uh, he could use the insurance company to shelter his gains. Uh, Warren Buffett has he's got one one scheme after another to uh, to avoid paying taxes. If he owns a company and he sells it to someone else, he tries to get stock in the new company because he doesn't want to pay taxes. He does all types of fancy tricks to avoid taxes. I, I argue I, I, the key to more so than anybody thinks to success of Warren Buffett his ability to manage the taxes. And it, which is all the more remarkable, given the fact that he pays he pays less taxes than his assistant. Yeah, that's because he does everything he can to avoid taxes. And and, and so the government's giving you this. They're saying here, there's no taxes until you pull the money out and when you retire. I mean, it, it's a phenomenal deal. It's the best tax shelter out there. And so take advantage of your 401k, take advantage of your IRA. If you start a new job, make sure you immediately sign up and do it uh, and build up the wealth over the long term. That's the key. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. 
We're going to be talking a lot, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about in the show this week. Uh, we're t- talking some about. Uh, we're going to go over China's property market. Fascinating. Uh, we had the the. Uh, I won't say the bankruptcy, but pretty much the collapse of Evergrande, the largest developer in China. Uh, Nothing to see here, according to the consensus. Uh, we've done a deep dive into it, and we're going to get back to you with what we found there. Uh, we're talking some about the the markets here. You know, what very volatile week this week in the markets, and uh, uh, you know, pretty much incredibly volatile actually. And, and at the end of the day, it ended up pretty much where it was at the beginning of the week. What's going on there? We're going to be discussing that. Uh, looking out, looking out. Uh, you know, where where do we go from here? And so we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the biggest things is still out there is the, the concern of a lot of people is the government. They, they're coming up with a, five, a $3.5 trillion tax plan. Yeah, and uh, really uh, to, to reorder the United States. I mean, it, uh, Roosevelt took Two two terms to get his new deal deal through, and the, the Green New Deal. They're going to try to ram it through with the, the tightest majority in probably fifty years in the House and the Senate, and they're going to try to ram through a deal as big as the New Deal, the Green New Deal, to alter the way the United States is. Uh, it, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, I, I I got some thoughts on that, but but I wanted to. Yeah, the concern is really about this administration, the Biden, uh, Camilla Harris. I mean, this, this this is an unmitigated disaster. I heard being compared to Jimmy Carter. I think that's an insult to Jimmy Carter. Uh, it's extraordinary. Let me give you some some numbers. Three hundred and eighty six, three hundred eighty three. Here's another number. Uh, fifty fifty. I'll go sixty thousand on this. So those are a couple numbers, and and what are they? And uh, these, the three hundred and eighty three, is the number of migrants by June, by July, the, the end of July, that have died crossing the Mexican border. So it's going to mostly keep in mind the hottest month is August, and it's absolutely brutal. It's going to be over five hundred people dead crossing the, the, the Mexican border, 500 people dead, and nobody cares. I mean, what's extraordinary about this administration is the amount of death around it that they just don't care. 12 Marines, 500 immigrants, nobody cares. Uh, the fentanyl level, fentanyl has jumped up crossing the border. Uh, our border is wide open, and the drug dealers and the cartels which you know is, is is probably you know the most successful business in the world right now is not, uh, is is pumping through huge amounts of fentanyl. I'll give you some example. Uh, the Texas region in New Mexico, fentanyl has jumped up about five times what it was uh, over the last couple of years. Five times. Uh, the 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 number of uh, of fentanyl deaths. Is up 129 percent in 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 New Mexico. The the number I gave you, the 60,000, it's going to be about 60,000 Americans are going to die from fentanyl overdoses this year. Close to 100,000 overall in all uh, drug opioids and things. But the fentanyl, it's it's around. It's going to be about 60,000 people dead. 60. That is more people than we lost in the entire Vietnam War. Think about that. More people than the entire Vietnam War. They don't care. 
this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to flood the United States with immigrants. And, you know, if, if 60,000 Americans need to die, it's a small price to pay if 500 uh, immigrants need to die. I mean, as I said, there's death everywhere Camilla Harris and Joe Biden go. It's extraordinary. And they just don't care. Death, death in New Mexico. I couldn't find the Texas deaths, fentanyl deaths are up 129%. This stuff is pouring across the border. The Chinese are trying to flood our country with drugs because they know it can bring down the country. And nothing to see here. They're doing nothing about it. And this is extraordinary. I mean, so when you see them complaining about the Border Patrol on the cutting horse, you know, trying to stop the illegal alien, and Joe, no Joe Biden... The horse was not about to run over the the illegal alien coming across the board. It's trained to box the illegal alien in and push him back. That's what they do with cows. It's a cutting horse. So the complete outrage, think about this, the complete outrage about a few Border Patrol agents on cutting horses trying to stop the flow of immigrants pouring across. I mean, the, the Border Patrol is saying, no, you can't come in the country. They're like, we don't care. We're going to try to make a run for it. And Joe Biden has vowed to get those Border Patrol agents, vowed to get them. You know, what is it he care, care about the 500 dead elite, uh, immigrants coming across the border? Why doesn't he care about the 60,000 uh, fentanyl people that died from fentanyl overdoses because of the drugs are coming across their border? And we can't quantify about 2 million illegal aliens that have come across our border. Some of the numbers, they've varied all over this. I'm thinking it's about 20% of them have COVID. That works out to be 400,000 illegal aliens coming in this country with COVID. We can't quantify how many of those people are going to die, and we can't quantify how many people got the COVID from those aliens when they came into Houston, Dallas, Austin, and all over the country as well. Again, death follows these people around. It, it's disgraceful. And then they, they throw a fit about the Border Patrol on the cutting horse. Uh, it, it just shows you the absolute Im, uh, vacuous in immorality that these people stand for. It, 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 it's very sad. And so... Why do you bring this up, Ted? And the answer is people around the world are looking at this. We, we, we've talked about this on the show. I listened to Joe Biden. You know, it, there's only one in 5,000 people that, that, uh, that are vaccinated to get the COVID. And I'm like, what? I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that are vaccinated that have gotten the COVID. I mean, it just, he got up on TV yesterday and just made one lie after another. And the problem is, it, the American people don't trust Joe Biden and Camilla Harris. Well, what are the world leaders supposed to think? I mean, they're watching this, too. They're going to become concerned. What are wealthy around the world going to think? Are they going to put money in the United States with this stuff going on? We don't have a southern border. It's completely collapsed. We've been run out of Afghanistan with our tail between the, our legs uh, in, in a remarkably poorly handled withdrawal. And... Uh, it, it, it's just it's like this everywhere. It, it, it's extraordinary. It, 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 this is the most incompetent administration this country has ever seen. It, it, and so the wealthy around the world, world leaders, they're like, look, we've got to distance ourselves from that. Are they going to come buy buildings in the U.S.? Are they going to put their money in U.S. banks? Are they going to hold dollars around the world? Or are they going to go, oh, my gosh, I've got to tell you something to get out of the dollar because what's going on in the United States? Now they want to spend $3.5 trillion on a budget. These people are going crazy. Uh-oh, my wealth is endangered. Me, 
me in in Europe, uh, you know, Spain, Italy. Uh, I'm in Africa. I'm in South America. I'm in Asia. I kind of trusted the you know what what is happening. We've always believed in the United States. So so these things. This is not happening at a little bubble in the United States where we're just a bunch of, you know, all the, the working people in the United States are being victimized. This is all around the world. People are looking at this and they're going, what, what is happening in this country? What is going wrong over there? And so this is a concern. Will they continue to buy U.S. stocks? Will they continue to want to invest in dollars, our U.S. bonds, our treasury bonds? And the answer is increasingly no. They're trying to find other alternatives. And, and so this is a concern. Concern, and this is why that we bring this stuff up. A, a fool and his money are soon, you know, parted. I mean, there's there's a saying for that, and it's looking like the United States are a bunch of fools. And so, so we want to watch this. This is causing concern. At the same time, we have this inflation coming up in the United States, and so which is going to continue. You know, the most fascinating—not well, fascinating—but we talked about this inflation. We've been warning about this show, the inflation, for over a couple of years, and we said, "Look, this is coming. Look what the Fed is doing. They're printing money. They're, they're printing enormous amounts of money. The money supply is up 28 percent, 34 percent. They—they their balance sheets up three or four trillion dollars more. That that government has modern monetary theory, which means they can print as much money and not have inflation. Like, no, this is wrong. We're going to have inflation." The most disconcerting thing about this so far is, to me, is these these shortages don't appear to be going away. They appear to be getting worse. They appear to be accelerating. You know, it, it, and so we're seeing this happening throughout corporate America. Is I'm going look this inflation. We're we're, having, we're struggling to deal with it. Uh, uh, American Express uh, dropped eight percent. They said, look, we can't find workers. Our costs are going up. We're going to have to raise our costs. 5.9% at the beginning of the year to, to cover this. We're struggling to control the inflation. And we're going to put a fuel surcharge as well on top of it. So that, that's just one example. Uh, again, Nike, Nike reported, Nike fell apart. Nike, they're like, look, our factories are shut down. We're struggling with logistics. We can't get into anything into the port. Uh, the the automobile chips. What's going on with chip? The, now they're talking. The they're expecting the chip shortage to be alleviated in twenty twenty, late twenty twenty two, and in some cases twenty three. Well, what is that? That's a year and a half away. So so this is starting to continue to accelerate. All the while, while working people are struggling. The cost of everything is going up, and now we're seeing shortages of toilet paper. Costco's with uh, slowing the. Uh, it's toilet paper, you know, limiting people on toilet paper and cleaning products. I'm like, what? Which that surprised me. I don't know why people would be doing this now. But, you know, there doesn't seem to be a shortage. But if people think there is, it could be. But, but the, it's everywhere. There's shortages, which is and the shortages should be going away by now, but they're not. The, the, the lines, the backup at the ports around the, and, you know, particularly on the West Coast, are getting bigger. They're not getting smaller. The cost of shipping continues to go up. So, so the inflation, this inflation continues to accelerate, and that is incredibly damaging to a retirement. That particularly people on fixed income, Social Security, a pension, if you're on a pension, uh, if you've got a fixed annuity, you're just you know collecting a check, you're in trouble with this inflation. And this is why we've warned about the importance of managing for, for, uh, through retirement for inflation, because that's the big danger that people don't understand, because we've had 
basically 40 years of declining inflation. That's all come to an end. And we're going to discuss some more about this fascinating story coming out of China with the housing boom over there right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Show. You get to listen to that all day, but we have to. You're gonna to have to listen to me. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Chinese housing market. Let this week on on Monday, uh, the the Evergrande, the largest housing develop, uh, developer in China. Uh, it, 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 it basically collapsed. It, it missed payments on, on, on the debt. They, they made payments on their, on their domestic debt, uh, but they didn't make the payments on, on the foreign debt. They've got $300 billion, a third of a trillion dollars uh, of debt, it, which is just extraordinary. I mean, I, if you look at I, – I can't even think of an American company that has – maybe some of the financial firms have that much debt. But, you know, if you look at most of the companies, you look Exxon, you look at uh, – if you look at AT&T, if you look at 
you know, all the big companies, they, they, no one's got $300 billion and, and, they, and, and so, they, so they're in default. Oh, there's a time, they have 30 days to make the payment uh, is what they're looking at. And, and, and so what we're seeing here is, so, so what's going on there? Well, the Chinese government, they made the, the, the payment in, in the, the local bond over there. So that people thought, oh, nothing to see here. The market initially plunged six or 700 points. It came back. Uh, it started plunging actually the Friday before, and then it came back. It came back on uh, uh, Tuesday, uh, and then rallied and, and went all up weekend. And it ended up actually up a little in the week. Nothing to see here, you know. But is there nothing to see here? Uh, keep in mind, if they were talking about systemic risk, anytime you heard, hear the word systemic systemic risk, you can bet the world's central bankers are going to do everything behind the scenes to make you think there's nothing to see here. So they're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to prop up the market, uh, you know, there's a good possibility that Monday, maybe we saw the, or Monday or Tuesday, the uh, plunge protection team come in in the United States. Uh, you know, they, they they are in there at times, time to time, because again, nothing to see here, don't worry about anything. Uh, the Chinese, they made one, the, the local debt payment, which was pretty shrewd, so people thought, well, it's not going to be too bad. Uh, it, these, these are, this is the largest builder of homes in China. Now, what likely they're going to do is lots of Chinese have put their money down for their house already over there, which they tend to be high-rises. Uh, so likely they're going to, the Chinese government's going to force them to build, and they're going to try to bail out the, the, the savers, which in this case were the people that put the money down in the house. Uh, it, it, and they're going to try to buy to bail out local Chinese people. I don't see them paying off the, 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 the foreign creditors and other bondholders, I think it's going to be tougher, some type of workout. But but that's this is a massive company. Again, we just talked about more debt than, than any U.S. company that I know of. I'm sure there's one or two, but uh, uh, maybe the big insurance companies or, or the Wall Street firms. But this is this is a huge problem. But out of, there's some stuff that came out of the Financial Times that. That uh, there was a letter some another developer sent to the local government saying, "Look, you have to do something. We've seen a sixty percent fall year over year in, in housing demand, and the market is almost frozen right now." Well, that so what is the market in China? It, it's freezing up over there. What is? What are we dealing with? Well, China's total housing market is about sixty trillion dollars in size, according. I think it's Goldman Sachs said this. Uh, it's going up from about 50, 52, uh, 54, 52 million dollars uh, here just a couple years ago. So it, it, 52 trillion. So it's 60 trillion. This is the largest asset class in the world. The Chinese have most of their money. The biggest percentage of their money is in is in uh, housing, not stocks, but 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 housing. It, it, and so this 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 is a problem. And so. Uh, so, so what, what are we looking at here? Well, again, sixty trillion is the largest in, in the uh, asset class in the world. And going through here, a couple things jumped out. Oh, last year, the Chinese spent about one point four trillion dollars on new houses in China. At the peak of the housing bubble, the Americans spent about nine hundred billion. So, enormous money pouring into the market. Uh, the it's basically twice the size of the of the depending on the statistics are kind of kind of hard to to figure on this exactly but it's approximately twice the size of the United States housing market so 
how expensive is it? Well, the house in, in like some of the better areas, in, 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 not the better areas, but, but in some of the better cities, 9.3 times the income of the average Chinese person, which means it's put in that perspective. If you're making $100,000, the average house is nine, average, which ours are much lower than that, actually, but they'd be a $900,000. It, it, in San Francisco, the average house is 8.4 times the, the, the salary. In China, it's 9.3. Did you give you an idea of what we're looking at here? Uh, 96% of, of urban households in China own at least one home. 96%, which, by the way, our number is about 65%. I mean, so you could actually make a case that China is a better place. I mean, this is what's, what's starting to bother me about this insanity that, that, that's warping the United States is that everywhere else is starting to look better. But and other people are looking at that too. Uh, so 96% of the people, or, so everyone already has a house, but younger people are starting to struggle. That, that's households. In, in, in some cases, the kids are living at home if they're older. And so that, that might not be as good. I think that number is probably a little, is too high. But here's the, this is the strange thing about China. There's, according to the Wall Street Journal, there's 65 million uh, homes in, in China that are vacant. The funny thing about the Chinese, the Chinese, if they buy an investment home, they don't put anybody in it because they think it's going to be more valuable if nobody has lived in the house. So 65%. Now, now one of the numbers we've seen on this, it, it works out to be, and, and I guess this is hard to get some statistics out of China, but 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 I, some of the numbers said uh, 65%. Uh, well, I can't. That that's a harder number to figure out. But it works out to be a good. It's 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 over ten percent of the homes in some areas are are vacant there because because so the younger people can't afford the homes. Every most people of older people have bought homes. They've been buying in extra homes. Typically, it, it's worked out to be uh, to about. 21% of the people in China have a, uh, have a second home. Uh, the, uh, so, so that's kind of what, what you're looking at. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, wait. If about 40%, uh, uh, about 21% of the people that have a second home, it's vacant. If they have three homes, 40% of, of those are, are vacant. So if, they, if you have more than one, you, they tend, a good portion tend to be vacant homes. So we have a, a sky-high prices on homes over there. Young people can't afford the homes. And along comes President Xi. And President Xi of China goes, look, young people can't afford the houses. We need to do something. We need to slow down the housing market. Uh, and we need to push the prices down. At the same time, there's a big push on China, kind of a war on wealth. We need to get rid of the of the uh, of the wealth distribution uh, of the wealth uh, mal uh, distribution in China, the wealth disparity. And so there's a real battle on that. So a lot of Chinese people, they're, if, they're, if they're wealthy right now, the last thing they want to be doing is seeing buying another home right now because, you know, it, 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 that's not the thing to do. They want housing prices to come down. But so this is going to lead to a slowdown, we think. This is a, a massive market. Depending on the numbers, 20 to 25 percent of the whole of the of the market in China is, is housing and construction of the whole of the GDP. So that's going to cause a slowdown. But what we're talking about is, I want you to understand, is, is, a, is a massive market. I mean, again, 
It's $60 trillion inside, the largest asset class in the world. People in China, they don't invest in the stock market. They invest in homes over there. So this is a big deal for them. So the, so the Evergrande failure is, is a big deal. Uh, the, 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 the idea that President Xi wants to cool down the housing market, he wants to eliminate the wealth disparity, he wants young people to be able to afford houses, and the fact that, that, that the housing in China is some of the most expensive in the world based on percentage of income, this becomes a problem. And so that's what they're dealing with, with in China. So this is causing a slowdown there. Uh, and, 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 and so... This is something we've got to watch carefully. I, I think it's going to have a bigger, uh, lead to a bigger slowdown than people think. It's going to also, as people are upset and concerned and their wealth goes down, then they become more concerned. That forces President Xi to act tougher. This is how you get into wars and everything else. So we're going to have to see how this play out. We, we heard the same thing, you know, there was the housing market fell apart uh, in, in 08. In, in, in 07, it started collapsing and accelerated in 08. It nothing to see here. The Fed had the situation under control. I think it was Bernanke famously said they don't see any problem in the housing market. Uh, and even when even when Bear Stearns failed, they, they you know they, they, there was rumors about the fail, and they said don't worry, nothing. Wall Street's going to take over. And it didn't. It all came apart, and it all fell apart, and resulting in a collapse of the financial system in 08. And, 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 and actually, it was it was it was about the second or third second month in 09, give or take, that really the financial system reached a point where it was about to collapse, and then the Fed panicked and flooded the whole planet with money. So this is a big story coming out of China. Don't believe the, the, the happy talk. There's nothing to see here because in, how, in China, housing is like the stock market is in the United States. That's where people have their money. And, and, and the government, unlike the stock market, is down. They want the price down because young people can't afford it. And, and so we'll see where it goes. Now, the other thing that happened in China this week then it was one thing after another in China. The other thing that happened was that the Chinese effectively outlawed cryptocurrency. Now, a couple uh, a couple months back, they said, look, we're not going to allow mining of cryptocurrency anymore here in, in China. Well, now they're outlawing the, the cryptocurrency. They, uh, you, they, 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 they're, they've also banned companies doing business with Chinese, and they're going to try to track down the people with the cryptocurrency and, uh, and, and because they don't – the easiest way to move money out of a country is to take the cryptocurrency and walk out of the country and transfer it somewhere else. It's untraceable, and the Chinese know that. This is the problem with all the cryptos. It, the cryptos are a huge threat to the establishment in the central banks around the world. If you can have a cryptocurrency that only goes up a set amount, a small amount each year that's stable or, or that people view you can't get anymore, they can't just keep printing cryptocurrencies, well, they're putting different ones, but... But the big ones like your uh, your uh, your uh, Bitcoin, your Ethereum, they're not you know it, it's kind of set, it, it, and so that's a threat, it, it, and so the, the Chinese are effectively outlawing that. Now it was kind of put a spin like this is a positive somehow. No, this is a huge negative for cryptocurrency. There's no other way around it. Uh, if the Chinese, the, you know, the biggest populace, the second biggest economy in the world is banning crypto, the other countries are going to be looking at it, too. The United States is now threatening to do something with it uh, as well because, again, it's too easy to move money out of the country. It's too easy to get money away from the central banks that want to control everything. And so 
I don't think this is the end of cryptocurrency, but I, I think it's going to make it tougher. I, 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 I think it, it's, it's, it's going to be more difficult going forward. I think there's going to be more rules and regulations in the United States and elsewhere that be, because, they, again, they, they're, they're, they're after the wealth. Governments are, are spending massive amounts of money. They're desperate for taxes. They're going to have to raise taxes. We were looking at a $3.5 trillion uh, bill that Joe, Joe Biden said isn't going to cost anything. It's fully paid for, which means he's got taxes. And if you look at the actual numbers, it's close to $10 trillion because he puts a couple, a number of massive entitlements in place, but then they expire in 2025, somewhere around there. Well, that, how, do you, how, how are you going to pull those back once you've given those to people? And, and, and so if you, if you really assume they go all the way for the next 10 years, it's about $10 trillion. It's extraordinary. So they need money. They need massive amounts of money. So anybody with wealth are going to come after them. This week, Joe Biden, I mean, basically declared war on capitalism. You know, how is this a positive for the stock market? Uh, you know, he, he's talking about a tax on, on unrealized capital gains. That's a wealth tax. Okay, he didn't want to call it a wealth tax, so he calls it on unrealized capital gains because it sounds a little better. In that, if you're looking at five, six, seven percent inflation, where things are going up, that's not really a capital gain. You're actually losing money, and then they want to tax it as well. So, so this 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 whole thing is extraordinary. But but again, these are all happening underneath the market. At the same time, we have record high stock prices, and nothing to see there. So I, I think you really have to be careful going forward in in, in this type of world. Uh, but but the so. The, China banning crypto, I, I think is very. I think that's bullish for gold and silver. I because a lot of people, the, the Chinese particularly love silver. This goes back. The Chinese economy was based on silver back before the communists came in there. They like silver, uh, they like the precious metals, but but the precious metals they can buy and they're harder to track. It, it, and, and, and also, it's not a, a, a it's not you can put money away and other people can't see it. So you're not displaying your wealth in China. People they're going to try to get away from. Uh, people aren't going to want to display their wealth. The question is, you want to pay two hundred dollars for a pair of Nike sneakers or or an Apple computer and be flashing it all over the place in China when there's this kind of war on 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 wealth over there? And the answer is going to be, well, maybe I'll, we'll tone it down a little bit because they remember what happened in the Cultural Revolution. Everyone got sent out of the cities into the countryside. That was pretty brutal. So they're going to be a little cautious, and so. But whereas the precious metal, and, and, and they've just been outlawed from doing the crypto, so the precious metals is a way people can put away wealth. It's not real seen by everybody, and, and, and I think I think it's going to be. I think this is bullish for the gold and silver. So this is something we want to kind of continue to watch closely. Tell you what, we're coming up here on a quick break. If you've got any questions or comments or, uh, uh, about the markets, about your retirement, uh, give us a call here at. Uh, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back. And by the way, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free report, the Max Out Savings Show. This is one I got to take. And so we caught the land in Nashville to find the finest break and make a home. And make a home. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. 
Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back. Back to the Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, you give us a call at 713-339-1070. It, it, interesting. Uh, we, we were just talking about China. Uh, the, big, the, the housing market is the biggest asset class in the world is the Chinese housing market. It's roughly twice the size of the United States. People in China put their money in houses. They don't put it in stocks like they do here. Uh, and, and there appears to be a real sh- show, uh, slowdown. There's, uh, we're hearing some things of 60% drop in, in sales. The market's freezing up. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think we need to watch this closely. Now, the Chinese are going to try to do something, but at the same time, they want housing prices to fall so so uh, younger people can afford houses over there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there's, there, I tell you what, there's something called a, a, a backdoor uh, uh, Roth IRA that you can create that that is uh, it, 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 it's it's it, it could be outlawed here, so you could take advantage of it. But the, the limits on your on your uh, once you reach your limit on your on your four hundred one k plan, what you can do is is you can you can come in and, and, and you can conti- continue to contribute money up to up to fifty eight thousand dollars or sixty four thousand dollars. Uh, if you're 50 or older, uh, so you can make after-tax contributions of up to $38,000, uh, uh, which, which is 
Now, what you could do is you can take the after-tax contributions, after-tax contributions from your 401k that you've made during the year and roll it into a Roth IRA. Since you're paying taxes on it anyway, uh, that 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 kind of that that that's that's a way to get the money in, in to build up a larger uh, Roth IRA. And you're not going to get the tax deduction, but 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 you can get the money in the IRA, Roth IRA to grow. Now they're they're threatening to outlaw this uh, next year, so it's something you might want to take a look at and see. It's called a backdoor Roth IRA. Some companies will let you do this. Uh, some companies won't let you put in after tax money into into in, or, or or over the limit money into the IRAs. Uh, some will, so you have to talk to your uh, your benefits person. But but it is it is a pretty good way to try to get more money out there, and particularly if you have a big if if, if you're fifty fifty years old or fifty five years old, and you've got a million and a half dollar IRA, but you don't have much elsewhere outside of your plan, it's a good idea to start ramping up money into that Roth IRA to give you a second pool of money that, that, that you can take out tax-free in the future for, for large expenses such as medical, uh, you know, medical health care, uh, an automobile, or, or some type of emergency where you might have to take out a big chunk of money out, but you don't want it to hit your taxes that year. So it, it, it allows you to more efficiently use your funds, tax efficiently to use your fund. It's called the backdoor uh, Roth IRA. We're going to try to write about this in the Max Out Savings Report, the next report coming up here. And if, if you want a copy, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report. We don't call you. We don't bother you on anything. We just send out the report once a month. Hey, so, Ted. Anyway. Yes, Jennifer. We have a call from Jim. Okay. Hello, Jim. Welcome to Max Out Savings Show. Hey, Ted. Jim. Yes, Jim. How are you doing? Yes. I'm doing okay. I just wanted to uh, ask you uh, about foreign investments, specifically uh, Israeli investment. I have no idea how to to invest in some of the companies over in Israel. And uh, who would I go to? TD Ameritrade, somebody like that? Yeah, we use TD Ameritrade to hold our assets, and they can give you – what you do is kind of research the companies. Israel has got some very good – tech companies uh, uh, over there. And uh, yes. and so there are some interesting companies. That, that I don't think the bookkeeping rules, the accounting rules are as good as the United States, but they're pretty good. And, and so that, that that's not a bad place to go. But, but Israel's doing phenom- phenomenal work in technology, agriculture, some real interesting companies out of there. Uh, the other thing, some of our, our, our clients, they actually purchase the Israeli bonds. I think they typically buy those directly from the government. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's the uh, – Israel's got some inter- very interesting tech companies. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm against the BDS movement and everything, and so I'd like to kind of BDS them, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people are boycotting uh, Israel and Israeli products and this, that, and the other, and – uh, I'd like to do just the opposite, so I could kind of, you might say, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, invest and in, uh, invest, uh, you know, overseas and uh, and do some good too. By the way, 
Yeah, no, I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, to give it, uh, the probably the easiest way would be to Google Israeli companies. So, you know, just run through, do your research, and I think some of them will pop up. But but we've come across a number of, of interesting companies. We, we're not in any of the companies right now, but uh, but there are some interesting companies. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Dan. Have a nice day. Okay. Take care. If you got a question or comment, you can give us a call at seven one three nine. In 70 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Now, look at, you know, the, the markets. I mean, again, huge down day Monday. Market came back and rallied up a little on the week. Uh, it, it's still, it, the, the S&P 500, it, 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 it came back above the above the 50-day the moving average. It was under the 100, which was not good at all, and it popped back up. We'll see what's happening. They're, they're, I, I, we're coming into earnings season. I notice a lot of these companies have been gapping down on earnings. Adobe, Nike, Federal Express. There's been a lot of them. And some of the earnings hadn't been that bad, but the companies really appear to be struggling with the, in, the inflation issue. And it, this, what this does, it squeezes the margins. So, you know, the margins is what's your profit margin. Well, the profit margin is pretty good, but... You know, I'm buying and selling things. Things are going well, but if all of a sudden if my input costs start going up, you know, my, my commodity costs, you know, the parts I need, uh, my wages will start going up. That that becomes a problem. Then, I, so then I've got to raise prices. But if if you know if people can't afford it or if it's tight, uh, you know, th- th- then I have to maybe eat some of the eat some of the cost, or maybe I have to wait. You know, I'll wait three months to see what happens. Well, my margins shrink down, and that that hurts profitability. And, and, and and keep in mind, a lot of these big companies, they've hedged out their 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 raw material costs, you know, their their, their parts uh, orders, six months or so. So they're starting to get hit. You know, we we've gone through, you know, probably six months of inflation. It seems to be getting worse and worse. So so they're they're having to they're having to put put the new orders in now. They're having to make the new contracts, and these prices are going up. And so they've been able to kind of ride through the inflation because they, they they were hedged in. But the hedges once the hedges start falling off, once the new contracts have to be uh, redone, that's your prices start going up. So that seems to be the real story is is how much is this inflation going to going to hit the big companies. And it look, uh, it, it, I think the average is about 65% uh, is, is, is the wage, is, is the cost of wages. You know, if you look at your expenses in a company, it's about 65%. Well, all the companies are, are, are under pressure to rate, uh, raise wages. I mean, there's no other around it. We, you know, we're seeing a lot of inflation out there. And, and, and you know, at the grocery store, there's shortages, and, and and so so companies are having to raise wages just because their costs are going up. It's tougher for their employees, and then they can't find more employees. So they have to pay the newer employees more, and it just be, it it becomes a you know a, a kind of a, a self fulfilling inflationary cycle going on. And, and so again, this is about this inflation. This is why we've talked about this inflation for so long. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that uh, going forward. The other interesting thing we're seeing out there is, is the big one of the big trends is stronger energy prices. Last year, uh, in October, November, we said, "Look, you've got to buy the energy sector. The energy it's dirt cheap." We said, "We said it's not going away." Uh, in the big institutions, were all dumping the oil and gas stocks. I mean, they, you know, they're all 
Yeah, Dionne and Yek, you know, they all wanted, if they were going to show up at the cocktail party or talk to their clients, they wanted to tell them that they were politically correct and didn't own any, any uh, you know, Exxon or Shell or anything because they're not that type of people. Uh, you know, it, 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 particularly, you know, uh, you know, the Christmas parties were coming up. It's difficult, you know. You, it, and so they all want to show that they're politically correct, in, uh, in particularly in New York City and San Francisco, two big money market, money, you know, management hubs. And so they dumped these things. And so, so we had there was opportunities to buy stocks at five at 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 five percent, six, seven, eight, nine, eight percent uh, uh, dividends. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and, and now, the, since then, the price of, of of West Texas crude has has gone up because a couple things have happened. Let me see. Let me pull the chart of the West Texas crude up. Okay, so when we, when we talked about this, it was, uh, what was that? Uh, October, bear with me just a second. That one. It was it was down around $39. They were dumping the price. Well, now it's up it's up $73. Well, what, what happened? A couple things. The oil companies, they saw what happened in 2020 where actually oil, be, you had to pay people to take your oil. I'm like, oh, my God, we've got to cut back spending. So they cut back spending. And we go, we can't drill at these prices when oil was at, you know, $35. So uh, they cut back spending. They cut back CapEx. They cut back drilling. And, and all over the world, they did this. And at the same time, then the, 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 the ESG people, you know, environment, social uh, governance issue people, they came in and said, look, man, you guys are destroying the planet. You know, you're killing everybody. Well, we're going to die in five years. And so they go, well, look, we'll, 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 we'll cut back. We're, we're not growing our production. We're going to cut back. And the third thing that happened is, is that people like Larry Fink at BlackRock, this radical environmentalist, he's the biggest bond manager in the world, was pressuring banks and people that were uh, – he wasn't buying bonds or cutting back on, corp, on bonds for smaller companies to drill oil and gas. And then they pressured Larry Fink and his you – know, in, the, in, the, in the radical environmentalist pressured the banks and the private equity people not to lend – to the oil and gas sector, so they got their, their lines of credit cut, so that there was even less oil drilling. So here we are, 12 months later, oil prices are $73, it's squeezing working people in this country, uh, and the oil and gas people said, look, we're, we're cutting back and we're going to give money back to shareholders. Well, they're also realizing, well, this is a good deal because then we're not going to have as many people drilling, so our oil is going to be worth more, so we're just going to keep it the way it is and make more money. And then we're going to return the money to shareholders. So oil, oil and gas has been one of the best-performing uh, stocks in the last 12 months. It's been phenomenal returns. And, and, and it can, I mean, it, these earnings are exploding on, on some of these oil and gas companies, and they're going to continue to go up. And, and they're talking about giving back 20, 25, 30, 40% in dividends or stock buybacks of free cash flow going forward. A number of them are talking about that. Uh, so you've got companies, higher asset prices, cutbacks in capital spending. Typically when the, when, the, when, when, when the commodity goes up, everybody ramps up, tries to drill a bunch more wells. Well, that's not happening this time. So they're not having the high capex spending in uh, – and they're making a huge amount of money. Now, we'll see CapEx pick up some uh, because there's just opportunities out there. And there's going to be a new class of lenders come into the market. They're going to look, we don't care what these idiots in Washington and New York City say. We're going to lend to the oil and gas sector because we know that we cannot build out uh, an electric car world if we don't have energy to do it in the first place. And so this is something we're going to see.
So, so, so this is kind of going through the market. So great earnings from the oil and gas. Now, here's the problem. So, you know, we, we sold some of one of our chemical companies last week because I started looking at this. Natural gas is at $5 in MCF. Gas prices are moving up. And gas is, is, a, is a feedstock in oil to many of the chemicals. So this is something you're going to have to kind of watch and see how that goes through. But the base commodity producers, as we talked about, your oil and gas, your gold, silver, your copper, those type of people at the bottom, there's just it takes a long time to get this production up. And so they're going to be the better places to be versus the companies that produce in the middle that have to pay more for the products. I mean, look at the auto companies. That Toyota shut down 40% of their production because they can't get the chips. So it's interesting. So I, I think I think right now there's a lot of stuff up in the air. The inflation is going to continue. We're, we're not sure what's going to happen with the $3.5 trillion Biden program. We don't know about the infrastructure program. And are we going to have a debt, a debt shutdown coming up? And what's going on in China? We just laid out the case, the massive size of the Chinese housing market, the largest asset class in the world, and now it's in trouble. So this is all going to start affecting things. So I think you've got to be cautious. This is seasonally into October, the worst time of the year, and things are slowing down. Earnings are coming in and margins are shrinking. So you want to be cautious in this market today. We have live in a very uncertain world. We have a very uh, erratic uh, uh, government that, that, that is anti-capitalist that, that with, with Biden and Harris in there. Yet all of these things, higher inflation, government, higher taxes, higher re- regulation, all of these things are not positive for formation of capital and building up wealth. So now is when you want to have that defensive plan in place. But if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Uh, we'll help you out. Sign, look, sign up for the free newsletter. It's the Max Out Savings Report. It comes out once or twice a month. Uh, talks all about all these issues. Talk, we're going to be talking about the law. If you need some help, you can also schedule an appointment. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Until then, save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.